Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. Welcome, welcome, welcome to those of you who have been dedicated listeners. Thank you for returning and for being here and just for being the reason why this podcast is growing uh, the way that it is and reaching the people that it is reaching now. It's such a joy to be in this conversation and this dialogue with you all. And for those of you who are brand new, who are turning up today at this episode and into this podcast space, welcome. It's really wonderful to have you here. The intention and the focus of this particular podcast is to dive into topics that we as human beings, individuals, people, you, me, struggle with in our lives and cause us suffering, cause us pain, cause us the inherent need and longing of searching for something to fix something and solve something that seems to create so much disconnection and discord in our lives. And I wanted to use, I want to use this podcast as an opportunity to dive in into individual topics from the context of maturation, which is the context of the human species. Meaning this is not a you problem. This is a human problem. In each episode, I am diving into particular distinctions and blind spots that we as a species have, not just you, we, us. And until we really start to zoom out and look at why we are being the way we're being and, and why we are struggling with what we're struggling with from a human being context, from an ontological context, the context of the way we are being human and why we are the way we are being human, we are going to continually stay stuck in these blind spots and essentially just keep repeating the same old cycles and patterns. So each episode is an opportunity to dive into another distinction and another blind spot that is running your life, 
and you probably didn't even know it. And you didn't even know that you didn't even know it because that is what a blind spot is. A blind spot is when we don't know that we don't know and we don't know that we don't know. And so what we don't know that has significant power over our lives and the unfolding of our, of our lives and the manifestation of our behavior and our expression and even our physical matter of our bodies, what we don't even know that has that much power over why we are being the way we're being, as long as it is unconscious, it will be living our lives. And so it is essential particularly now with where we are on this planet. My goodness, it just when you think it couldn't get worse, it gets worse, right? 2023 was a hell of a year and you'll be listening to this at the beginning of 2024. Happy New Year. Welcome to a new year. Wow, 2023 was tough. We thought 2022 was tough. 2021, 2020. There is so much discord on this planet and this, the discord that's happening externally on a mass collective scale is the same amount of discord that is happening between husbands and wives, mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, mothers and fathers. It's the same discord and conflict and suffering that is happening inside our individual homes and inside our individual selves in our relationships with me and me and you and you. The external nightmare that is happening on a collective scale is a mirror to what is happening internally. So this is not a you problem. It's also not an external problem only. It is a human species problem. We must start looking at what is running us as a species that we didn't know was running us and start taking ownership and responsibility and bringing consciousness and awareness to these elements so that we can gain power. And I don't mean the kind of power that's like dominance and force and pushing and, and trying and controlling. No, I don't mean that. I mean power that allows us to ha have the ability to create our worlds consciously. The ability to create our reality consciously on an individual level and a collective level. That is how we're going to change our planet. So a little context for this podcast if you're new, and probably that was helpful for those of you who have been listening already for a while, just to keep remembering, keep remembering. It is such an inherent magnetic pull as a human being to get pulled into, oh, it's all just me. This is a me problem. I'm the worst one. I'm the only one suffering like this. Uh, what's wrong with me? That's the nature of the human mind. The mind is attached and entangled with identity and, and 
and that me that we wake up to every single day. And when we get lost in me and story, we lose the ability to see the much, much bigger picture. So it's important for me and for you and for everyone listening to remember, 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 remember. This is not a me problem. This is a human problem. Right. So let's dive into today's episode. And by the way, I'm back in New Zealand, back in my own studio, in my own office. It's such a joy to be recording this back in my own space. Um, I know that the sound quality is better. I know that everything is just works better (laughs) than trying to record in the jungle, but thank you for your patience. So today's topic is a big one. It's an important one. What shapes our relationship with intimacy? What shapes our relationship with intimacy? And that question and invitation is a question for us as a species. And then take that learning, take everything you hear and integrate it into your individual struggle and lives and and intentions and visions. What shapes our relationship with intimacy our as human beings. And why is this such a big topic? Well, if you hadn't noticed, and probably you have, relationships seem to be the bane of a lot of suffering. If we're really, really, really honest, deep, intimate relationships seem to be one of the hardest things that human beings struggle with long-lasting, committed, deep, authentic, intimate relationships. You know, the divorce rates are higher than ever on the planet. With these dating apps all over the place, people are invested in short, fast, quick results but the long-term growth and nurturing and evolution that comes with long-lasting, long-term, committed, intimate relationships seems to be something that is becoming rare. And I don't just mean like in marriage, but that is actually one of the most potent spaces to discover what we're going to talk about in this episode. But I also mean friendships and working relationships, but anything where intimacy is required and wanted. What is it that shapes our relationship with intimacy as human beings? So most people will talk about our relationship with intimacy on a behavioral, emotional, and self-expression level. You know, we hear a lot about attachment styles and uh, archetypes. I'm not belittling any of that work. That's all really important, but that's that is what has already manifested into behavior and speech and self-expression. But what is it that drives behavior? What is it that drives expression? 
what is it that makes you say what you say or think what you think or feel what you feel? What I want to do in this episode is I want to go deeper, way, way deeper. I want to go to the root of what is it that even drives things like attraction and behavior and speech and thought and even what you see. Because from a maturation context, and if if this is new to you, please go back and listen to all the episodes before. From a maturation context, the reality that we get that appears to us is given to us by the context from which we are seeing from. And so, of course, behavior is what happens in reaction to what we see, what reality we see, what reality we get. Speech is also a reaction to the reality that appears to us. So we need to go even deeper in this episode and start to distinguish where are we actually seeing from in the context of intimacy? Where where are we actually seeing from that even gives us our experience of intimacy, that even gives us our experience of, of our partners or the people that we long to be in partnership with or all our relationships? What is behind it all that's running the show? That's why I, I've titled it, What Shapes our relationship with intimacy. And and this is for those of you who have struggled to find partners, to be in any kind of relationship, but also this is for those of you who are in relationships and are struggling. This is for those of you who are already in relationships also. So what shapes our relationship with intimacy? Well, the family field. Everything you experience, you are getting around intimacy in your reality today is given to you by the family field that you absorbed and inherited. And I'm going to go deeper into that to make sense of that. So it all comes back to the root, the family field. When we are children, when we are babies, when we come into existence, into a human body on the earth, once we're born, there are two poles in our world, magnetic poles, yin and yang, masculine, feminine. There are two poles in our world that are our world. When a child comes into this world, there is a mother and a father. That's biologically what needs to happen. Even if it is a same-sex family, there is still mother and father on an energetic level. There are two magnetic poles that are that baby's world. In fact, the baby 
that we are born as has no context of anything other than mother and father. In fact, when a baby is born, the only world there is, is mother. We're not even conscious of father yet, really. It's that root chakra, my space in the world, mother. And then father comes into sense of self, baby sense of self around sort of four, five, six months, mostly six months around that generally. So actually when we're born into the world, the world itself is mother, that magnetic pole of mother. If you go back and listen to the episode where I I think it's like episode one, where I distinguish what maturation even is. And I go through the stages of human development and brain development when we evolve in our stages of sense of self as human beings. At the beginning, the only sense of self is this amalgamation of experience, whirling, swirling, buzzing, booming experience. And there's no out there and in here There's no distinction between my arm and mother's arm. Baby's world, entire world, entire existence is mother. And so the experience of the field of mother is what shapes our whole sense of self in relation to another. That is the beginning of what is in the essence, which in essence is intimacy. That is what is at the beginning of what is shaping our entire relationship with intimacy, which is to relate to another, in relation to another. So your experience of you with mother is the beginnings of what shapes your entire blueprint of even what intimacy is. Now, most of us will have memories of mother. We'll have a story of mother. My mother was like this, she did this, this happened, that happened. But actually we need to go deeper. What was your experience of you with mother at the beginning? I'll use some examples. You know, I have a client who was born with a condition. Actually, he suffered from a a blood condition when he was in the womb. So he was born with massive complications. And in fact, his mother's blood was poisoning his blood. So he had to be immediately taken away from mother, the moment of birth, and put into an incubator and poked with God knows how many needles and blood transfusions, and then was in an incubator on his own for multiple weeks. Now, we may say, well, mother wasn't there, so how can he have a relationship with mother? Well, that was his relationship with mother. The whole experience of the field of that, let's dive into this on an experiential level. His experience of himself with mother was painful and dangerous and violent and then entangled with loneliness and emptiness and a big void. Lying in the incubator, the experience of mother is mother's not here. Disconnection, 
can't reach her, longing for, baby doesn't know anything else, animalistically and instinctively doesn't know anything else other than longing for mother that is entangled with its survival. So already that human being's relationship with intimacy is being shaped. Intimacy equals violence and dangerous, steeped with deep emptiness and a big void, disconnection, can't be, can't reach, can't be held, no softness, no soothingness. Now, of course, it's not a coincidence, and I know this because it's a client, that that client's relationships in life have encompassed all those elements. Every time they get really close to someone and love is involved, the same old patterns eventually start to show up. Danger, an experience of it being dangerous and then getting, and violence, and a deep pain of emptiness, can't reach, longing and avoid. Let's use another example. I have another client who I took back into a regression, right back to their first memory of mother, and they're in mother's arms, and they experience the physical holding of mother, the warmth of mother's skin, the softness of mother's skin, but mother emotionally and energetically is not there. Mother is an addict. So even though the physical body is there, energetically and emotionally, mother is not conscious, consciously there. So what does that child experience in relation to themselves and another? This deep longing for connection and an emptiness that meets her, an emptiness and a void. The physical body is there, but nobody's really home. And so that human being is already having their relationship with intimacy becoming shaped. Who I am in relation to another is longing for connection that doesn't get met, an empty longing, physical presence is there, but no emotional connection, no emotional presence, no emotional consciousness. Now, surprise, surprise, that is how that client's relationships have evolved. That's, that's been in every element, every single relationship, relationship with therapists, relationship with coaches, relationships with siblings, relationships with partners. Eventually there's this deep emptiness, longing that doesn't get met and this experience or fear of unsafety because they don't trust that anybody will be conscious and present. So the experience that we have, the original experience that we have, and I don't just mean the very first moment, although that is important. I mean the very first moments of mother is what shapes our whole sense of self in relation to another, which in essence is intimacy. 
And then of course we develop in maturation and we start to get a sense of self outside of ourselves. We get a sense of who, you know, I'm separate from you. I'm separate from mother. And that's when we start to experience the field of father. So there are two magnetic poles. There's mother pole and then there's father pole. And the field that is created between the two magnetic poles is the family field. And we absorb and inherit that family field and that our relationship to that family field is what begins to shape our entire relationship with intimacy and who we are in relation to another. So then we start to experience the family field of father. I'll use myself as as an example. My father left before I was born. So my mother birthed me on her own. I was born into a world where father had left. So even though he wasn't physically there, energetically and on a field level, my original relationship with the masculine is an empty void a deep, deep longing for this masculine presence, but an empty, bottomless, unreachable, unsolvable void. Emptiness. And I was born into that field of him, his having been, having already leftness. Now, that had a significant shaping of my entire relationship to the masculine. It's not there for me, literally nothing to lean back on. In fact, it's already left. And then when I finally started to get his attention when I was four, it was not in a healthy, loving, nourishing way. So already my development of my identity, which starts to happen in the first three to four years, is 100% shaped by the absorbing and the, and the experience of these two magnetic poles of mother and father. And that experience becomes frozen and lodged in the nervous system and in the brain and entangled with the story of what we tell ourselves about ourselves in relation to all of that. And that becomes the family field, the story of intimacy. And then of course that shapes how reality starts to appear to us. You're going to have to go back and listen to all the earlier episodes, what shapes our reality, identity, body, mind, identity, experience. Like I teach all those distinctions and blind spots. So our experience that we have between ourselves and father is the other side of the shaping from mother. So the two poles together create a magnetic field and our experience of intimacy is shaped and determined inside that family field given by these two poles. So that's significant. So let me just slow down because this is going to go bigger. (laughs) So first off, have a look at your relationships today. Most of us 
until you start doing this work in maturation, will look at what's happening. He's doing this, she's doing this, he's not meeting my needs, she's not doing this. When I say this, they don't do this. We look at what's happening, but that is not deep enough. What is it that even generates and creates what's happening? When we look at things on a maturation context, everything that is happening and appearing, our part anyway, is being distinguished and created by where we're looking and seeing from. We are the creators, the generators, the, we're the ones distinguishing our entire appearing of reality. So if we're not going to look at what is it that's even driving the appearing of what we see and what we are experiencing from what we see. We're stuck in a significant blind spot. And we can't look at, we can't see a blind spot because the blind spot is where we're seeing from. And we can't see where we're seeing from. We can only see what we're looking at. So we can only see the husband rolling his eyes and not talking to me again. We can only see the partner that is lost his temper again. We can't see where we're seeing from, but if it is repeating in your world, which I suspect it is, if you are human, this relates to you, then there is a part of you and where you're seeing from that is generating what you are seeing. And this is not a you problem. This is a human problem. Now there's a third piece that shapes our relationship with intimacy. So there's the two magnetic poles, mother and father, masculine, feminine. And if it's same sex marriage, it's, every human being has masculine and feminine or a bias. So masculine, feminine. And then there's a third aspect, the interaction between these two poles. I'm just going to use mother, father as an example. The interaction between mother and father on a field level. As we are children and babies, we are experiencing who our mother and father are being in relation to each other. So mother's whole relationship with intimacy and father's whole relationship with intimacy, of course, is given to them by their family field as well. And then they react and they interact with each other based on their own inherent ways of being around intimacy. And the way that they interact with each other is also what is shaping us as babies and children on our, our relationship with intimacy. So if you saw your mother constantly suppressing herself in relation to the masculine or pushing and forcing and, and controlling and always being the dominant one and the father is always quiet or suppressed or the opposite, controlling and judgmental, you are experiencing that interaction on an energetic field level. And that is shaping your relationship to intimacy. And when I say shaping, I mean it is quite literally being absorbed into your way of being and stored in your neural pathways and your brain 
not just as what you're absorbing, but as the way it is. And then that gives us the representation of the way intimacy is. In fact, it's all we know. And then of course we grow up into a world that gives us Disney movies and Instagram pictures and and romantic storybooks and magazines and this this picture perfect story of what intimacy and love and romance and happily ever after should be and so we're then longing for creating the picture that we've been conditioned to see as the way it should be but of course we're coming from the way it is the way we have absorbed and learnt and inherited as the way it is. And of course, then we're then in this conflict between the way it is and the way we long for it to be. How many of you have been stuck in the way you long for it to be without really being conscious to the way it actually is? for you. And you don't even know it's just the way it is for you because it just seems normal. I'll give an example. When my husband and I, my husband, I write about this in my first book, Surrender. We had the same fight over and over again for nine years. In fact, it was a dynamic that never really, well, we could never solve it. We were just going round and round and round again in the same dynamic. It could have been about money. It could have been about the dishwasher. It could have been about anything, but we were having the same fight over and over again. When we started diving into this work on a relationship level, taking maturation into our marriage and looking at it from the context that I'm teaching here today, we started to have significant, significant shifts. In fact, we were outgrowing massive, significant ways of being individually and in relationship to intimacy. So six months later, we found ourselves in a position where the usual time where we would fight or have get triggered didn't happen. In fact, it didn't come at all. There was no drama and it was extremely unsettling. What was surprising to both of us was how unsettling it was to not have that dynamic anymore. And of course the dynamic was exactly, exactly, not even close, identical to the dynamic that both of us had only known as normal in our family fields, in our childhoods. When it was gone and we were suddenly getting on very well, it was very, very strange. In fact, I felt a very, very strong urge to create the same fight and the same problems because it was like all I knew. And it wasn't conscious. It was unconscious. It was an experiential magnetic pull to create a fight. My mind would kick off starting to find all the problems about him. And then the feelings of not being met and not being loved would, would rush through my pain body, my emotional body. And then of course that manifests behavior to try and pick a fight. So, but of course, I, luckily I was conscious of it and I was able to kind of nip it in the bud, but that's 
how we find ourselves in relationship. We have the picture in our mind of the ways we think it should be. And then there's, it's in conflict with the imprint and the blueprint of the way it actually is, appears as if it is the way it is based on what has been shaped in our relationship with intimacy from our family field. Now, why is all of this important? Relationships and quality of relationships is one of the biggest sources of pain and suffering on the planet today. In fact, it is a fundamental piece to our evolution as a species. If we don't learn how to relate to each other in more mature, healthy, nourishing ways, we're going to have a massive problem on this planet. But on an individual level, human beings are longing for connection. It is an inherent part of being human. Just like a baby is longing for mama, human beings are longing for connection and intimacy. Even if you are rejecting needing connection, that is being led and given to you from the longing and the need for connection. You're just rejecting it. But the blind spot is, is that our whole shaping of what connection and intimacy even is, is a shaping rather than the way it is. And as long as we are stuck in these blind spots and we just see it as the way it is rather than a shaping, we are continuing generational stories and generational patterns. In fact, we are carrying the family field and repeating it in our relationships. And then we're having children and then we're giving it to them and then they'll grow up and repeat it. And that is why we continually are repeating cycles on our planet. The blind spot is that our whole shaping of what connection and intimacy even is, is a shaping rather than reality but it appears to us as if it is the way it is and we will only be attracted to what that is. Also, why this is important is if we are stuck in these blind spots, we are stuck in a sense of self and a way of being that is a story about our own selves. We have an opportunity to pierce these blind spots on a deep, maturation level that not only breaks the cycles for the generations ahead of us and heals the lines for the generations past, but it also opens up the possibility of our own individual maturation, which is outgrowing the stories outgrowing who we think we are, and this is who we think we are in relation to others, so that we can grow into who we were born to be, who we truly are. Go back and listen to the episode on authenticity. It's a good warm-up for this one. So this is really, really big and important work. This is the work that I do. I Sometimes I work with married couples. I have one married couple a year who book me to mentor them for the year. Sometimes I do two-day 
VIP days with married couples live. This is the work that we do. And it's so profoundly powerful, not just for the relationship, but for the individual as well. Because of course, if we are stuck in the field of the family field that has shaped our relationship with intimacy, it's like living inside a box that we don't even know we're in. It is a limiting factor for you in your ability to attract and choose and find relationships that are genuinely nourishing to your authenticity. Because as long as you keep hitting up against the family field, you'll either try to overcompensate for it and do the opposite, or you'll collapse into it and let it take over you, but it will still have the power. The limiting factor for you will be your family field. We will only have access to intimacy and connection within the limitations of the field we are shaped in. And the closer you let someone in, the bigger the activation of the family field, which is why the long-term relationships or the partners that you end up being with for more than just a week are the ones that actually activate the family field even more. So the ones you open your heart to the most are the ones where you will activate the family field even more. The bigger the heart investment, the bigger the possibility of total loss and heartbreak. Think about this as a child. Is there ever a more possibility of total loss and heartbreak than a child with mother and father? No. So the more that you invest your heart, the bigger the possibility of loss and heartbreak. And that activates the family field at an even more exaggerated and stronger level. But you'll also see this inside if you join a company and you start working in an organization, the organization will start to activate and mirror your family field. If you get into a group with any kind of group, like in our mastermind group, any kind of group work, it will activate your relationship with family field. If you get into any kind of long-term friendship, it will activate your relationship with family field. But of course, the bigger the heart investment, the bigger the possibility of total loss, and that will activate the family field even more. So you can hear, this is a big deal. Like this is your relationship to other people. Love itself is the activator. And then you find yourself repeating something over and over again, unconsciously, and you then wonder what's wrong with you, which will probably make you go even deeper into your survival patterns or reactive patterns. But there's another way. Bringing these blind spots into consciousness and then taking responsibility for where we have been shaped. Remember, this is not just some of you who are having bad relationships problem. This is a human problem. If you are human, this relates to you. No one listening here, including myself, trust me, <laughs> I'm doing this work too. No one listening here gets to escape from this one. So how do we solve it? Well, firstly, seeing that we are the ones distinguishing and generating what we are getting and experiencing. 
our part only, to be very, very clear. You can only take 100% responsibility for your appearing of reality, your experience of reality. You cannot take responsibility for someone else's. But more often than not, we cannot truly distinguish the other person's true way of being without bringing real consciousness first to what is ours and what we are generating. We cannot really see each other until we first really look deeply with consciousness at what is shaping our seeing. If you are in a relationship, can you really see your partner or do you see what your history gives you to see. There's no judgment in that question. If you're human, this relates to you. But when we do, when we do this work, if we're willing to do it, we have the opportunity to not only completely pierce and reshape and rewire the entire family field and generational lines of stories and patterns that are being passed down to our children, but also healing what has come before us and also liberating our own selves from the box that we have been trapped in. This is how powerful we really are as a species. What comes first? Does history make man or does man make history? Does relationship shape the man or the woman or the human or does the human shape the relationship? That's a good question to leave you on. So I hope that you have found this episode useful. Let me give you an exercise to go away and work with. This will take longer than just a few lines, but do some journaling on your the experience of you with your mother on an experiential level, not on a mental level, on an experiential level. Then do it with your father and then do some journaling on the interaction between them both that you absorbed and experienced. Now, for those of you who want to come and do this deeper work, you can come into our Listening to Life program, which happens three to four times a year, or you can contact me and we can do some relationship work, mentoring, coaching just on that. But for now, write these exercises down. And then really start to look, how much is that, does that experience show up in your relationships? Pop your own blind spots. Pop, 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 pop. So I hope that you have found this useful. It's a big one. And if you have found it useful, please do share it with anybody that you think that this will be beneficial to. Remember, if you're human, this relates to you. And if you are loving this podcast, please do share it with as many people as you can and head over to Apple and leave us a review. Give us a star rating. It's the best way you can support the podcast because it will then be shared with more and more human beings across the planet. If anybody wants to share with me any aha moments, any questions that you have, you can write comments under the posts that we share about the podcasts in on my Instagram page, Nikki underscore Clinch, or you can write to us at support at NikkiClinch.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. For now, thank you so much for listening. This was a big one. Let it in absorb it, let it integrate. Thank you for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch and I am delighted to be your host here. Thank you everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to embody it, and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening. 